Hello, and welcome to the Storyteller's Mission with Zena Del Lowe, a podcast for artists and storytellers about changing the world for the better through story. Last week, we dove into the question of genres. A genre is all about trying to match a particular story to a particular audience that likes it. However, there is more to it than that, because if it was just a matter of matching your story to an audience that would like it, then it wouldn't really be a problem if you have a story that is all over the place in terms of genre. And yet that is a problem. But I understand why this happens because the fact is genre is an extremely difficult thing to understand. And it's different depending on what medium you're writing in. If you're a novelist and you try to Google types of genre, you're going to see a list of the genres that are accepted in that world. However, you won't just see one list, one agreed upon list. You'll have people in that world disagreeing about which genres should be categorized as the main ones and which ones are subcategories and so on and so forth. And then if you are a screenwriter and you Google what are the genres, you might have a completely different list of genres. Now, some of them might cross over, but not all of them will. And again, you're going to have experts in the field disagree about what the primary ones are. It is a very confusing world out there. And as if that isn't enough, then you're going to find subcategories in each of the so-called basic genres. And why do you need to understand it? Well, because each of them, including the subgenres, have their own set of rules that you need to try to understand and emulate in order to truly be identified or categorized in that type of genre. So it becomes very, very confusing. So today I want to take it back to the basics. What are, in a nutshell, the basic types of genres? But more than that, I want to discuss with you something that I happen to find very helpful when I am trying to determine what kind of story I'm actually telling. And in fact, I think it's helpful to determine what kind of story, what kind of genre a story actually is. And that is, what is the emotion attached to that particular genre. Now, this is something that isn't particularly talked about, and I'm not sure why. Most people would say that a genre is story plus plot plus character plus setting. And when you add all those together, you come up with a particular genre that it is. And I want to disagree with that. And I know, I know, I'm going against a lot of scholarly types out there, but I'm trying to make it comprehensible to us so that it's more practical on the creative side. At the end of the day, it's all about trying to understand this in such a way that we can then not have to fuss so much or worry so much or be torn apart and in so much angst trying to understand these things on a scholarly or cerebral level that we're not able to then execute something on a practical level that ultimately fits the bill. So that's why I'm arguing that the real test of genre is not story plus plot plus character plus setting, but rather the emotion that you're trying to invoke. So let me explain that and break that down for you. Okay, so here are the basic genres as I see them. And I'm going to give you the list here and then we're going to go back and break these down. Here are the genres. Action, comedy, drama, fantasy, 
horror, mystery, romance, thriller, and western. Now, generally speaking, these would be considered the basic film genres that are accepted by most people in the industry. When marketing people are trying to sell a particular film, they're usually working in one of these categories. And that's why I'm saying that this is sort of a basic, general, even definitive list of types of genres because the film industry has it down to a science because those are the genres they are selling. Now, these do correspond to what is being written in the literary world, although it would be translated slightly different. However, notice that each of these genres, first and foremost, has plenty of subgenres. For example, in the action category, that includes war stories, spy stories, martial arts, and of course, all sorts of hybrids. But at its core, what is the emotion that an action film is trying to evoke? We know this intuitively. We know what it is because we go to action films to experience it. We talk about these types of films as an adrenaline rush, right? It's excitement. That's what we're trying to evoke. We want people to be on the edge of their seats, but excited. It's adrenaline. It's a rush. And I don't know what the subgenre is. It probably has one. Nevertheless, at its core, if you are trying to write something that gives people a rush, that is an adventure from start to finish, and they're always on the edge of their seats, then you're probably writing an action. Okay, well, let's look at comedy. Again, comedy has all sorts of subgenres. It might be a slapstick comedy or a romantic comedy. It might be a dark comedy. I mean, there's all sorts of subgenres that it could be. Nevertheless, what is the basic emotion that a comedy is trying to invoke? And again, you know this because of words that are frequently used in advertising. What do we say? It's the feel-good comedy of the year. What are we trying to do? We want people to feel good. And what's the emotion behind feeling good? Joy. So if you are writing something where your primary purpose is meant to make somebody feel good, to laugh, right? That's why we're laughing. It feels good. We're laughing because it delights us. We're laughing because it entertains us, but it's joy. We're creating joy. We're constructing a piece that pulls that out of the human condition. And that's a wonderful thing. As an aside, I would encourage you never to look down on comedy. Comedy is not the opposite of serious. It's the opposite of despair. The basic genre is comedy and the emotion associated with it is joy. All right, let's move on to the next category of genre, drama. My goodness, there are tons of subcategories. Notice I didn't say in this basic list of genres that historical pieces, biographies, or true stories, or any of those things were on the list. And yet they are as subgenres. But there's other types of dramas too, right? There's coming of age stories, courtroom dramas, crime dramas. There are romantic dramas. But at its core, what is the primary emotion that all dramas are meant to evoke? And I'm going to argue that it is sorrow. 
Originally thinking this through, for a second I thought empathy, but that's not accurate because the truth is empathy needs to be present in all of the genres because if we can't have empathy towards these characters in other situations that we can't relate to, we ultimately are not going to be able to emotionally invest in their story. So I think the appropriate emotion to associate with drama is sorrow, sadness, grief. It doesn't matter what your subgenre is. If you're writing a story that is primarily focused on evoking that emotion in your audience, you're writing a drama. Let's go to the next category, fantasy. Now, what kind of emotion might we be trying to evoke in our audience? Well, let's look at some types of fantasy, shall we? Comic book stories would be a particular type of fantasy. Harry Potter. Lord of the Rings, Chronicles of Narnia, fantasies tap into the imagination like no other genre out there. The primary emotion that is evoked in fantasy is awe and wonder. Now, of course, there's lots of hybrids that can be developed out of fantasy, but at its core, it's fantastic in the truest sense of the word. And that is the emotion we're trying to invoke from our audience. Let's go to the next genre, horror. And once again, we find there are all sorts of subgenres. For example, ghost stories fall into the category of horror, like poltergeist or slasher films like Friday the 13th. It might even be a zombie horror or a monster horror where you have vampires or some other creature. It falls in the category of a subgenre of horror. Well, what is the emotion that you're trying to invoke in a horror? And it isn't fear. Fear is too benign. It's terror. It's absolute terror, shock, dread. It's horror. We are horrified. All right, let's go to the next category. I'm going to call it mystery slash suspense. Now, ironically, there's the giveaway right there. In a mystery, it is about the suspense. We're keeping them intrigued and interested in that regard. And what are some of the great subcategories of mystery? Crime stories, detective stories, Sherlock Holmes, Columbo. Mysteries have primarily unfolded due to these detective fiction type stories. But again, the bottom line is the emotion that's being evoked. And for our purposes, it is suspense. Okay, now let's go to romance. And once again, lots and lots of subgenres. It might be a historical romance or a comedy romance. I mean, we have rom-coms, right? Or maybe it's a paranormal romance. Chick flick is its own subcategory of romance. So there are all kinds of subgenres. So what is the primary emotion being evoked by romance? What do we say about women who put their noses in romance? What are they doing? They're fantasizing, they're longing, they're dreaming. If we think it through, we want to evoke hope and desire and longing. They're supposed to be romantic. So no matter what era you're writing in, no matter if it takes place in some dystopian future, if that is what you're trying to trigger, then it's a romance. Okay, 
Let's move to the next genre, thriller. Now again, all sorts of subgenres. It might be a psychological thriller, a supernatural thriller, a legal thriller, or a spy thriller, or a crime thriller, conspiracy thriller. Obviously, one of the most popular genres there are in terms of a worldwide audience. So what is the primary emotion in a thriller? Ultimately, the name itself gives away what we're trying to invoke. We need to thrill people. It's supposed to be thrilling. But I would say this is where we use the word fear. So where horror was meant to evoke terror, a thriller is meant to evoke fear. So it gets a little confusing, but primarily we go back to the basic emotion. And there is a difference between terror and fear. Which brings us then to our very final category, the Western. Now, why would Western get a category all by itself? Well, because it is actually tapping into a different emotion. The basic premise of any Western has to do with outlaws exploring and then trying to tame the American Old West. Now, I don't want to offend any females or men out there, but primarily this tends to attract men because it taps into their need to explore, their sense of adventure. And the main characters in Westerns are primarily men. Yeah, there's a woman here and there, but usually they're damsels who are in distress and need to be rescued. And yeah, okay, maybe occasionally you'll have a Calamity Jane figure, but she is an exception to the rule. Just like romance typically captures the imagination of women, westerns typically capture the imagination of men. And there's nothing wrong with that. So in a way, romance is the western equivalent of adventure for a woman. Now the reason that's important is because again, all of these things, once you boil it down to its basics, It helps you. It clarifies what you're writing and who you're writing it for. Each of these genres tends to be associated with categories of people. So the more you understand about what basic emotion you're evoking, the better you can milk your genre for everything it's worth, and the more you can delight your intended audience. And that is, at the end of the day, what genre is about connecting to your primary audience. Now, I know this doesn't answer all of the questions, and it certainly doesn't even begin to scratch the surface when it comes to other types of subgenres like dystopian or magical realism. There are so many more things that we could talk about, but I think it's fair to say these nine categories make up the bare bones basic genres. And it's all about the emotion that you're trying to evoke. I hope that this has been illuminating and helpful in some way. At the end of the day, we just want to be of service to writers and help them change the world for the better through story. Thank you again for listening to The Storyteller's Mission with Zina Dello. May you go forth inspired to change the world for the better through story.